0: This is Magic Drive Time, your daily dose of Orlando Magic Basketball.
1: Magic have numbers if they go. Bancaro now through the lane. He jams it down. b 5 through five Raptors.
0: Magic Drive Time is presented by International Diamond Center, your local diamond experts, since 1981.
1: High screen from Franz. Now Kell spins into the lane. Long two. Off the rim. Franz can
0: Now here's your host, Dante Marcatelli. And welcome everyone to Magic Drive Time, presented by International
2: Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you on this Monday evening, the day after the Super Bowl. Not a ton of productivity across the nation, I'm sure, but we're getting after it here on Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Another night off for the Orlando Magic. Only two games in the NBA last night, a full slate here tonight, and then the Magic return to the hardwood tomorrow against the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll have it for you at 7 o'clock on 104.5 FM. That's 7 o'clock on 104.5 FM. And then uh, the game itself, I believe, will actually simulcast on both stations, uh, 96.9 and 104.5 FM. No telecast locally for the Orlando Magic tomorrow. It is a nationally televised game. So TNT will have it for you. No Valley Sports Florida. TNT with Shaquille O'Neal, Stan Van Gundy in the building. Dennis Scott as well, they will be calling that broadcast and then immediately following the Magic and the Thunder, Shaquille O'Neal's number, 32, will go into the Raptors. It's going to be a special night tomorrow inside Kia Center, no question about it. Um, But uh, the Magic another night off, and with that, we will bring in Jake Chapman, radio play-by-play voice for the Orlando Magic. Night off, which is strange uh, for us on the telecast. I haven't had one of those in quite some time. Jake, we've had some ESPN games that we've gone alongside of, uh, over the last 12 years, but have not had a night off because of TNT since Dwight left. That is kind of hard to believe, isn't it? But no, no such luck for you. You will be, uh, you will be uh, fully, fully working on the radio side of things for both broadcasts tomorrow and against the New York Knicks on Wednesday. Yeah. So I
1: guess. See, I assumed it was because it, because I wasn't there because that was about the same timeline. With Dwight left. After <laughs> I left and and no no more so due to dwight more so due due to dwight Dwight, that makes sense um no it's and i mean it's you know i appreciate the fact that you and i we can complain about just about everything um or just about anything but we have not particularly complained about the fact that paulo ben has not had any nationally televised games although we could have we absolutely could have you won't hear me bark about that for sure you won't hear me complain about that i suppose the fact that i just brought it up means we kind of are um,
2: but yeah, well, there's no quite, he should be, I mean, this, this team should have had many more national TV games. I mean, that's ridiculous over the years and Pablo certainly. So I, that, that point is valid. Absolutely. But, 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 I don't like not working games. So I don't want it to come at the expense of magic fans, not getting to watch Valley sports Florida. But I, but I certainly understand. I certainly understand, uh, the magic fans wanting the national exposure. No question about it yeah here and
1: there if we've got to make that trade then it's uh, then 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 we appreciate it and it's worthwhile because we do we got to get this group and we got to get paulo specifically to a bigger audience and and we're i think absolutely uh next week in indianapolis that will be um part of, of uh of what you gain out of that is people getting a better look at paulo bancaro but people need a better look at jalen Suggs, and they need a better look at franz Mitter, yeah. and then need That's a better right. look at what this team is doing right now i think i mean it was a pretty electric atmosphere over the weekend, Dante. On Saturday night, it was the third largest crowd in Magic history. That's great. Um, it was well, Jake. I, I want to get it was really into good the- basketball game, and so it's it, yeah, we
2: we we've got a lot that we want to share with with more than just the fans yeah. in Central Florida. Yeah, and we'll dive into the game on on Saturday because I, I think that that deserves an entire show. There's no question about it. But the biggest sporting event in the entire world. Happened yesterday, so we we I would be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts on that. I, I I going into the game, I thought I don't really care who wins. I I I really thought that would be the case, and then I found myself really pulling for San Francisco. I really wanted Brock Purdy to pull it out, partly because you know the Patriots were the last team to win back-to-back Super Bowls, so I kind of wanted that to to hold up, and I kind of don't want Mahomes to get anywhere near Brady's uh, Super Bowl count. So so there were some ulterior motives, but uh, sure, oh well-founded any of that is. But then when the game went on, aside from all that, I'm like, okay, San Francisco 49er fans can't complain. I mean, they've seen their team win five Super Bowls. But I, I found myself pulling for Brock Purdy. I, I think it's such an underdog story. And then when that punt hits the back foot of Looter and McLeod has to dive on it, you're watching it real time and you're thinking, okay, why is why is he diving on it? First of all, why can't he pick it up? I mean, I, I understand if they plug in Jake Chapman in the Super Bowl and, say, pick up a live ball that if you may fumble it, it may be hard for you. This is an NFL player with the ball rolling on the ground. Mahomes dropped it and had no problem picking it up. Like, why does that—I don't understand why he couldn't pick the damn thing up and run with it. But anyway, it hit the back foot of Lunar, so it ends up in a touchdown for Kansas City, and they rolled after that. Hard to go against Patrick Mahomes. It, it, it really is. But again, just a myriad of mistakes by San Francisco. And yet again, yet again, Patrick Mahomes is a Super Bowl champ.
1: It ended up, I mean, at halftime, I had just a small group of guys over. I was, my girlfriend was working for most of the game. And so I had the baby. She goes down and and we're sitting out back actually uh, having a few beers. It was literally me and two or three of my buddies. And at halftime, I was like, this game sucks. <laughs> it, was, it was just a bad Football is not a good game. Yeah, was- Right? And then it turned into one of the best games I've ever seen in my life. And it wasn't, I think we all expected 31 to 24 or something yeah. along those lines. It wasn't. Um, I thought both teams deserved to win that game. I rarely come out of a game saying that. When I woke up this morning and I read that most of the 49ers didn't know the over, the new overtime rules. And admitted as such afterwards, Eric Armstead is saying we had no idea what was going on. And then you hear from Kansas City and they go, oh, yeah, we practice it every day during practice the entire postseason. We had a, we had something devoted to what we were going to do. The coin toss in overtime, if we get to that point, that's the difference of the game. And
2: when I thought about who would win, David, yeah, how game, would that have changed? I, I, I've heard that and read all that. How would that have changed? I mean, you, if you, you still got the ball first, if you're San Francisco, you're still going to go down and try to score. So, what do you not, you not try to score? I mean, you know, if Kansas City scores, it's over. Well, In the it's not, but, but it's but it's not because I think you should. I think you should defer if you win the coin toss.
1: You should defer because you know you're going to get the ball back no matter what. Then you have basically, and Romo said this on the broadcast. You essentially have a fourth down, right? Like there's no there's no thought about punting. Now, all of a sudden, it opens up your playbook a little bit. And and the and what Sanf- uh, what Kansas City said they would do, and I don't know if this would be the case. Well, then that's unforgivable
0: if, if that's the case.
1: Yeah. Is If San Francisco had scored the touchdown, KC, uh, according to players, I forget exactly who it was they quoted, said, we were going to go for two no matter what. So if we were getting the ball back and we were able to tie it up or potentially tie it up with a PAT, we're going for a two-point conversion. We're not letting them potentially get the ball back. I mean, the 49ers, I think, were watching the clock wind down and didn't know if there was another if there was another period, right? They're all standing yeah, out yeah, of there. Right. And Romo finally said, like, with 10 seconds left, and look, you know, Nance and Romo, everybody wakes up these days and has something to say about everybody when there's a big game, right? The critiquing, it drives me nuts, the way Twitter has turned into a, a Broadcasting 101. But... They were put in a bad situation. Nobody explained it very well. Like we were sitting there looking at each other, going, "What does happen? Like, is it 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 just rolls over? Right? It's not the end." But they didn't do a great job. And then Romo finally perks up and says, with nine seconds left or whatever, "I can hear, I can feel all the people across the world watching this and not understanding. It's basically like the first quarter, guys. Like it's just the clock's going to wind up. They're going to keep the ball and everything's going to be fine." Um, I don't know. I just think that it's and look, the game was not decided necessarily by that. But to me, I think a, this closely matched a, a game, and it was. I mean, it was nip and tuck the entire way. A, a, a kick here, uh, a penalty here is the difference in that game. I think the fact that Andy Reid prepared his guys for for a change in rules and you had San Francisco out there not necessarily know what was going on might have been the difference. All that said really? really? promptly I mean, was just Patrick Mahal. That's the difference That's the so better quarterback won the game.
2: That's the thing. So let's say it plays out. Brock Purdy leads them down there, and they score, and they get the two-point conversion, and they go up by eight. Then Mahomes would have come down and scored and got the two-point conversion and tied the game. I mean, the the, the guy would have gotten whatever he needed to get in that situation to tie or win the game. You just weren't going to stop him. You weren't going to say you stopped him the entire game, and then when it was winning time, like he always does his entire career, he comes down and wins the big games, unless he's playing against Tom Brady. You have to get up. You have to get up by enough points and he couldn't do that. Brock Purdy could not lead the charge enough. That fumble by McCaffrey was huge, um, and that it, to me, it all came down to that punt. I mean, how do you not know where the ball is going to land? Like that's that's the attention to detail uh, that you absolutely can't happen and then it can't have happen. And that's 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 the genie that they couldn't put back in the bottle. Once they got that first touchdown, forget him. Yep. It was yep. it was over after that. But anyway, what you're right. It was a very entertaining football game, and I thought it was interesting too, Jake. I. You know, I talked to a lot of magic players uh, on Saturday before the game. Nobody really cared who won. There was no really rooting interest uh, for anyone in that locker room for either side, which which kind of surprised. And most of them really didn't said they were probably going to watch the game, but didn't really care. You know, so I thought that was interesting. I mean, there was you know, normally you you are rooting hard for one team or the other for whatever reason, and that and that certainly wasn't the case. Um, but before that game. Like the Magic handle of their business against the Chicago Bulls, it being a 114 to 108 in overtime. So you have an overtime Magic game and then an overtime Super Bowl. This is a game, Jake, where where the Magic led by 10 in the first half. It looked like they kind of were playing with their food a little bit, careless with the basketball, a ton of turnovers. Second chance points was what was keeping Chicago in the game. Then Chicago erupts in that third quarter, right? You have a 36 point third quarter and they grabbed the lead by 11 and just compl- I mean, came out on a 9-0 run to start the third quarter before Orlando even knew what in you know. him. But the Magic can, you know, kept their composure. I think they got it to four going into the fourth quarter. Uh, and then Franz Wagner, absolutely sensational. Uh, he made big basket after big basket, and we'll touch on that first because there were other huge plays and moments, and, and I don't think Coach Mose gets enough credit for the personnel that he used down the stretch. But just how about Franz Wagner, who, who is on an elite role right now, averaging 30 points a game his last four. He's gone for two 30-point games in his last four. He's got 30, 36 points two away from a career high. Uh, well, actually, three three of his last four he's gone for 30 or more. And he goes for 36 points two away from his career high against Chicago. He's been incredible. He's averaging 28 a game uh, in the month of February.
1: A lot of it is he's shooting 56%. The three ball's fallen. You know he's not. It's not just scoring right now. He's still getting you five rebounds, four assists. A lot of this is coming off of the fact that teams are just doubling Paolo now, and and they're saying, and it, it's been happening for a while, but teams are sticking to it, and Paolo has become so good at recognizing that, and he have got a whole you know side of the floor open when he swing the ball uh, for Franz, and it does. I you mentioned it last week. It looks like he's fresh. It looks like you know you never want to miss Franz Wagner for eight games, but. I think it came at the exact right time, right? If there's a good time for like an ankle, it. it's an early January when it's Franz Wagner who do, plays all the time and played all summer with the German national team, so he looks fresh. And boy, it's just you know it's proof positive that we that we really have something here because there's so much attention being paid to one of our franchise cornerstones. The other guy is is, is growing into you know he's yeah. played like an all star for you know the last two weeks basically. Um, so it's, it's a lot of fun. All that said, and look, I know we'll talk about it, but there's a lot of credit due elsewhere. Also, Jonathan Isaac continues his, uh, late game dominance on the defensive end. Goga Bataze pulled cold into the game in the fourth quarter, plays the last nine minutes of the fourth and all of overtime and makes a couple massive plays. Cole Anthony closed that game out. He was the one on the floor. I love the coach Mosley. You know, you got Jalen, and you've got Gary, and you've got Wendell, and you've got Mo, and you've got all these guys and all these options. And he's, but oftentimes and sometimes you can't do this all the time and be right all the time. Sometimes you, you gotta lose go. these games, right? If you if you say this is the group I'm rolling with because they're playing
2: the best right now, but he is a dance with who brung you type of guy. Yes, and, he is. And, yes, and, he is. Well, listen, and I want to touch more on that when we come back. Right, let Let's do that because we want to save some more of that some time for that on the back end because that's exactly where I was going, and I, and I think it's. Uh, I think he has a feel. He has yes. a feel for these things, and he and he'll use a guy. He's not afraid to if he thinks he could give him uh, give him a help. And, and listen, though, all those three, all those guys that you mentioned were enormous down the stretch, enormous. So we'll touch more on that here uh, here momentarily. Magic fans, bring the rim down and place your bid on memorabilia signed by Shaquille O'Neal. Get your hands on items like nineteen ninety five NBA playoff ticket stubs and the iconic Shaq Reebok sneakers. The Orlando Magic Youth Foundation is excited to host this online auction until February 16th. Place your bid now at OrlandoMagic.com slash Shaq. OrlandoMagic.com slash in honor of tomorrow's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder in which we will be retiring Shaquille O'Neal's jersey postgame. More Magic Drive time when we return to the morning.
0: From the Bay Area to the city beautiful, the Golden State Warriors are making the cross-country trip to face off your Orlando Magic on Wednesday, March 27th. Be at Kia Center for this big game and catch all the action live as Paula Bancaro, Franz Wagner, and the Magic go up against Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and the rest of the Warriors during their only visit to Orlando this season. Don't miss out. Get your tickets today at orlandomagic.com and be ready to cheer on your Orlando Magic. How do you measure the human spirit in points, distance, maybe decibels, or maybe there's no way to measure the human spirit because as you remind us every day, it simply has no limit. Advent Health, official champion of the human spirit. No matter where you are for tip-off, you're going to see a lot of this play. the game is on.
2: Just outstanding.
0: Good for three. Stream the magic all season long on the Valley Sports app. Oh
2: my goodness.
0: Be here for the excitement. Off the charts. The thrills. Slams it in. The rivalries.
2: Young Put that on your highlight
0: oh young fella. Here for the moments that shape our season. Stream the magic all season long on the Valley Sports app.
2: game guys
1: now listen up
0: in business to have a winning streak you need a dependable partner by your side a lasting relationship where business needs meet personal solutions and expectations are always exceeded when it comes to agility and performance city national bank the official bank of the orlando magic has the playbook to help you take your best shot visit citynational.com for more information city national bank is member fdic The ruggedly capable all-wheel drive Kia Telluride X Pro is truly at the top of its game. It kind of reminds us of legendary four-time NBA champ Draymond Green. Hold on. What? Powerful performance in tough conditions. Ha, <laughs> Yep, Dash Dre. Totally dominates the lane. Money Green coming through. Intuitive. Intelligent. IQ on a trillion. Bold and rugged. Oh, yeah. Bold and rugged. That part. And has a combined 24.6 inches of dual panoramic displays and third-row seating. A panel? what? (laughs) Probably. I wouldn't put it past them. The Kia Telluride X-Pro. Telluride X-Pro. I like that. Here's to legends in the making. Kia is the official automotive partner of the NBA and WNBA. Kia. Movement that inspires. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver errors and our driving conditions. Always drive safely and obey all traffic laws.
1: It's more fun to see the Orlando Magic hit the court live, And when you need tickets, Ticketmaster's got you covered with a wide selection of seats available for every game at a variety of prices. As the official marketplace of the Orlando Magic and the NBA, Ticketmaster gives you more ways to find your perfect seat, whether you're making plans in advance or heading to the game last minute. With their virtual view from seat feature, you'll get a preview of your section to make sure you have the best view to catch more of those dimes and dunks. And if your plans change, Ticketmaster gives you more flexibility to sell or transfer your tickets. Plus, mobile tickets make getting in on game day a breeze. Find tickets today at Ticketmaster.com slash Orlando Magic.
2: This is Franz Wagner of the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Magic Drive Time with Dante and Jake, only on 96.9 The Game. And welcome back, everyone, to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Dante Marcatelli, Jake Chapman here with you. The Orlando Magic back in action tomorrow. They're going to host the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll have it for you at 7 o'clock on 104.5 FM. Uh, And then the game itself will simulcast on both stations, 104.5 FM and 96.9 FM. And then no telecast locally on Valley Sports Florida. It'll be broadcast on TNT only at 7.30 for the opening tip post game the retirement of Shaquille O'Neal's number 32 it's going to be uh it's going to be a special night inside Kia Center here tomorrow. Let's get to our call of the game it's brought to you by Glip from RingCentral rethink the way you work with secure meetings and messaging on any device with Glip by RingCentral visit glip.com to learn more. Two things that are my calls of the game uh with about 9 minutes and change left in the fourth quarter your dust off Goga Bataze who had played about 16 minutes combined in the previous 10 games uh because you have a you have a gut feeling and listen Wendell Carter Jr. was banging. He gave it everything he had, but but Nick Vucevic was red hot, and it didn't matter who you put on him. Uh, he was torching Wendell Carter Jr., going against uh, the, the guy that took his spot in a Magic uniform, and that typically doesn't happen. Wendell's best numbers have been against his former team, the team that drafted him uh, there in Chicago. Uh, Cole Anthony had it going, right? So you continue to ride him, and you don't go back to Markel Fultz. But there were two things that happened. At about the 9- or 10-minute mark of the fourth quarter, Uh, Coach Mosley took out Jonathan Isaac, motioned, get a sip of water because you're not going to be resting for very long. (laughs) And then he ended up putting Jonathan Isaac back in about the six-and-a-half, seven-minute mark of the game, and he told Goku Batonza to get in there. Goku was the one that came in for Jonathan Isaac, and you thought it would just be a couple of minutes. Uh, He came in at the 9, I think about 9.19 of the fourth quarter, and finished the game. So he puts in Goga Batase, and Goga at 14 minutes, 19 seconds, he gets you five points, he gets you two rebounds, the biggest block of the game. He catches a lob from Franz Wagner. Uh, he blocks DeMar DeRozan. And then Jonathan Isaac gets you his first double-figure rebound game since December of 2019, which is phenomenal. He goes for seven points, 12 rebounds in three blocks, and he ends up playing 25 minutes, his season high, the most minutes he's played since December of 2019. How about that gut instinct to go with, obviously, you're going to try to close a game with Jonathan Isaac, but to let him have a season-high in minutes, and then to ride Goga Bataze and Cole Anthony. Cole gets you 14 points, 11 rebounds, and three assists to ride those guys down the stretch to a victory in a huge game against Chicago I thought was so gutsy, and uh, it just goes to show uh, you know, how good Jamal Mosley is in my opinion. It's
1: funny because, you know, we we do all this prep and we have all these numbers and the Wendell number. I mean, it's uh, it's astonishing how much better he plays against Chicago than he does yes. with everybody else. Average is almost 20 points per game since he's arrived in Orlando against his former team. And oh, okay, but it's like 15 points a game against everybody else. I mean, we're talking about a couple baskets a game each time he plays Chicago. He just didn't have it, Dante. It, it, I mean, it was Vooch and and Wendell just didn't look like and then look like tonight especially with how hard Wendell plays and the rigors sure. that he has to go through—that's going to happen. Um, so, Coach Mosley—I mean, that's—you talk about the luxury of having—I would say—the best third yes. center in the league. I oh mean, he's goodness. able to look down the bench and trust that this guy started what thirty games or whatever at the beginning of the year. Um, the other part, real quick, is Franz Wagner had shot like ninety percent uh, at the free throw line for about six oh, weeks, right. yes. and he missed his and he missed his first two free throws. So, of course, as soon as he marches to the free throw there's line, there's three. Or, yeah, I'm sitting there going boom, 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 and I, I knew I or jinxed them. Um, and so they, that's just how it is, right? You do all this preparation, you come out. it does it always work out that way? Sometimes trends go sideways, and to have Coach Mosley have his his finger on the pulse of his group, and to have a group, and and this is credit to the roster, but credit to him as well, um, to the roster building, but credit to Coach Mosley. Those guys all stay ready, and it's so easy to say, and it's so difficult to do. When you're playing garbage time for what did you say, Dante? About two, three weeks since we've seen Goga play extensive yeah, minutes. Yeah. he's played two, three minutes here and there at the end of already decided games. Um, but to have that buy-in that he was ready to go after not playing for the first two and a half quarter, you know, three and and, and change quarters, um, and to deliver and to go out there and 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 be able to jump right into the mix. Um, it's absolutely awesome. Cole's really been struggling. I'm so happy for Cole that he's yes, able to yes. have a game like that and contribute in spots like that. Um, it was, it was a great win. It was, I mean, Chicago, I thought exactly what you said. We played with our food. I thought we should have been up 15 at half, yeah. off, I mean, especially in the first half. It felt like we had a chance, um, to really put them away, but Vooch had it rolling. The Rosen got it rolling. Um, and it's a Chicago team that, you know, they, the is knocking down triples left and right. They've got some options there. Not a great bench, but they needed that well, game. Listen, and there, was, you're, you're, there was a lot going on there, and, and both teams played like that, that game
2: meant something, and we yeah. were able to to get out of there with a the dub. That was a playoff atmosphere, and yeah. your your entire backcourt lost to Sumo the entire night. I mean, just lost him the entire night. I don't know how many, how many threes he had to hit before you're going to get out there, uh, but he said it ended up hitting a career-high five, ends up going five for eight, but he hit five of his first six. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, how open he was getting so so you make a decision that i'm gonna go with guys that i that i think are gonna are, are gonna give me everything they got here down the stretch and that's what you did and you closed it out and that's listen that's an adjustment that's a playoff type adjustment uh against a team that was hunting for it to me that was impressive because that's a, one of the first times you you've you've held off an opponent that's been gunning for you that yeah. needs your spot uh two games at that time three games ahead of you in the standings and you were able to hold them off, and, and there was a great atmosphere. It was electric in that building, third-largest crowd in franchise history, as you mentioned, and, and the Magic were able to get the win. So let's get a real quick uh, abbreviated look at our upcoming games. Look ahead, powered by Ticketmaster. The Magic will host the Thunder tomorrow at 7.30, and then the, they will host the New York Knicks on Wednesday as they close out the, the final two games before the All-Star break. And, Jake, we mentioned it on Magic Pod Squad, What if the Knicks don't figure it out? What if the Knicks don't figure it out? They've lost a couple now, and you've you've won the first two games. You can win the season series. That could be huge. These next two games are monstrous, especially if either of those teams who have multiple All-Stars are looking ahead to the All-Star break, right, or, or have multiple people that are involved in All-Star weekend. If they start looking ahead and start making plans for Indianapolis, who knows what can happen. So uh, two very interesting games as the Magic close out the unofficial first half of the season. That'll do it for Magic Time Time, presented by International Diamond Center. We're back tomorrow at 6 o'clock, right here, ninety-six nine. The Game.